The following is a pre-recorded conversation between two siblings and is filled with personal opinions and biases. It should not be taken seriously by anyone. Viewer discretion is advised. Um, yeah, so, um, basically he's like, so this is Massimo, you remember him from when you guys were kids? And he's like, your head was, was, was way too big too for your body. body. <laughs> and you were scrawny and something, and then yeah. she was like, he used to eat dirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she doesn't see anything when she looks at him. Oh, yeah, when she tells Judy Greer, like, he used to ask me if I had a vagina. <laughs> he's probably around asking me constantly if I had a vagina. <laughs> but then, honestly, I was just like, why are you still holding that against him? Well, he's just a curious kid, which is what kind of what Judy Greer was saying at the time when I first saw that that I remember thinking that's really weird to ask somebody if they have a vagina but 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 then again it's like why are, he was a child he was like a child, he knows you have a vagina he now knows, yeah, if he asked you, you now that's weird yeah but I mean if that's like your only memory of somebody being like so do you have a vagina do you have a vagina do you have a vagina and be like I'm not sure anymore oh that's so funny <laughs> so but the thing is is that i i kind of like i think massimo is so charming he is he's super charming and he's he's kind of very innocent too like mm-hmm. he's he's that very innocent quality he's he, he kind of reminds me of like puppy dog love yeah he's, he's got puppy eyes for her i think it's also Maybe because she's older and she's j-lo yeah she's older she's j-lo and i think that he hadn't experienced what love love is yet no he's just like oh she's willing to marry me like this she's gorgeous she's willing to marry me, me. she's american uh, i i feel like i get passport <laughs> passport that's i think that's a big a big thing too so, like, there's a bunch of things that makes her like just perfect for him. So I mean, he doesn't really. Plus, you know, like they grew up together. Mm-hmm. Like he knows there's her. a trust yeah. there in the family, so it makes sense. Um, and then from from there, is that where the the horseback riding scene comes in? Yeah. So they end up going to like a vineyard um, all together, like right after JLo decides that she's a professional and that she can handle this this um, being around a guy that's like essentially jilted her. Jilted her and, um, you know, marrying her biggest client ever. Mm-hmm. And someone who's also reaching out to her as a friend. Like, you could tell the entire time Fran is, like, trying to get more personal with J-Lo. Like, I think that's also just to show what a gem Fran is, though. Yeah, I don't think she's a good, she's she, a good she, girl. She's, she's a real good girl. She's a hard and, and worker. That's why I, they don't make her out to be a villain. I don't know where you're getting I that from. I thought she was the villain from the beginning. Like, she's in the middle. She's trying to get in between I think, them. I think that's just your preconceived rom-com notions, because this whole time... They're making Fran out to be the coolest person. See, she used to be a bookie. She, yeah, she, she's running a company. She literally says to J-Lo at one point, I'm thinking of starting up a, 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 like a medical trust thing for him. And I want him to head, head it up. Because I think he'd be cute as a CEO. What do you think? Yeah. Like, that is some power. And that is some money. Yeah. Like, she, like she's... she's hashtag girl boss. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, she's amazing the whole time. And she's, she's a great... She's a great character, but that that's why J-Lo thinks she's doing the right thing when she pushes her to stay with them. But it's not the right thing because if someone doesn't love, like, if you, if, like, honestly, but if you're look, questioning, if you're questioning it, if you're getting cold feet like that, please just don't get married. Well, like. yeah, but that's, that's based on the individual to choose. From J-Lo's perspective, 
he doesn't want to be with her. He says repeatedly to her face that he wants to be with Fran. That Fran yeah. is the girl he wants. That maybe he, she's right. Maybe she's seen this happen before. Maybe he got cold feet. Maybe he felt an attraction. Okay, maybe that's what happened. Okay, but it doesn't all right, mean all right, all right. It doesn't mean he's going to act on it. it. Doesn't mean he's going to do anything about it. I mean, they by them pretending like nothing's happening, they are acknowledging it. And I get that from the person who's currently in a relationship. That's like the worst kind of cheating that can happen. Yes. But coming from the outside perspective of her, they haven't done anything technically. It seems understandable. Yeah, they haven't done anything technically. He didn't do anything wrong. Like what? What is like? He's he's literally about to get married to this person. People freak out sometimes, and as long as nobody finds out, then there's nothing wrong. Yeah, but except for the fact that once she gets drunk and then he's taking care of Matthew McConaughey's character is taking care of J-Lo mm-hmm. in her apartment he then says I'm going to leave her like I want you like I like she's just a poor man's Mary because she's talking about Wendy which is the supermodel pregnant wife of her ex mm-hmm. and saying that he like I'm just a poor man's Wendy and he flips it flips it around on her pretty much word for word like look how articulate I am and stuff it's like <sighs> it, it's so frustrating it's so frustrating because then he's like I want to be with you instead and she's like no you're marrying someone else like I have a thing for unavailable men and then and then that's when we see Fran freak out and say she doesn't want really want to get married that she doesn't know if he's the only one that she wants to sleep with for forever and Mm -hmm. then Mary throws out that bullshit speech at her the one that we see in the beginning that she said you are exquisite Okay. Like, okay. So, so, so this is this is the thing. So, at this moment in time, right, being J Lo, you get drunk because you literally just saw the guy that wrecked the shit out of your life, being happy and living his best life. Yes. Right, and you know there's something missing in yours because you've been like in this crazy, messy situation where you might be the other woman, right? So she's legitimately like drinking, like. Yes. She, she, her, she's rock bottom at this point. And she is rock bottom. And she's drunk and she's sensitive. And in this moment when he comes back and he's like, you're gorgeous. You're the one. I know the, the curves of your face. I know all this. He's saying all the right things to her face. And she's like, no. <laughs> no. She cuts it off right then and there. She tells him this isn't ever going to happen because I, I respect Fran. I know Fran. And I would never do this bullshit to her. But you should also tell her. You should be telling Fran. She can't tell Fran because of her position as her boss. Fran is her boss. Yeah. J-Lo cannot lose this account. In this moment, she chooses her career, her career over love, which is what she's been doing the entire movie because nothing's happened yet. He's come at her and she's done the right thing. She shut the door. Right. And she's she's regretting it. She's thinking all the stuff. She comes in the next day. She thinks that legitimately they got caught. That maybe because she she rejected it, maybe he went to go tell her, uh, tell Fran what happened. And she's like, you think I would be blind to not see it? Yeah, because Fran comes in hot. Yeah, Fran comes in really hot. So she's like, look, let, just let me apologize first because, like, she can't lose the account, right? And when she finds out that it's just the same bullshit that brides go through all the time, it's just, uh, it's just the jitters. She gives that speech that she gives to all the brides that have the jitters, that literally the movie opens with yeah but this time as she says it she's feeling the weight of each word she's saying yes and she's realizing how shitty it is to say this to someone yes to say it to someone and 
to know the backstory. You know, she knows their marriage isn't going to last. She, she absolutely knows it. But at this point, she's doubling down. I guess she's doubling. It's like she's that kid who down. lied to his parents and is still is caught and is still lying yeah, just to hold on to it. Yeah, not to hold on to it, but to hold on to what she thinks because she cannot be the other woman. She, she absolutely already is. The, the, she she doesn't she's not going to acknowledge it yet. So as she's saying this, to, like JLo delivers the best line delivery where she's like half crying, half customer service smile, and she tells her all of this stuff, which makes you think that she's just being really emotional about it. Yeah. But she's really realizing what she's saying to her in this moment. And but once she does that, she closes the door. Yeah. She is told she closes that door and completely like full on commits mm-hmm. to the Massimo. Yeah, it fully commits to him. Says yes when he proposes to her. She says okay. Yeah, she does. She does say okay. I shouldn't even say it. She spells it out on a Scrabble board. Yeah, she does. Mm -hmm. Well, that's because it's still hard for her after like (laughs) I. I, After that's the vibe I got. (laughs) I. I, Well, I mean, like that's the thing is that so not only at this moment is she she choosing her work and her her career over love, but then she's also being presented with what love is it has been for people in the past love that's been successful love that's not necessarily built on immediate romantic interest but one that's built over time and trust yeah and trust and massimo's speech oh my god and the god. fact that he built that house yeah he built her, he knows her the they have house. history he's he's pretty cute like and he he literally says to her like I, I mean, I don't want you to worry yeah, about. I don't want you to worry about anything. Yeah, like I will do everything in my power to make you as happy as possible. Which is such a nice thing to say. Yeah, he's like, I like you may not love me yet, but I love you, and I will never let you go a day without feeling that love. Which is all all anyone wants. wants? That's, that's that's literally the base minimum for for a relationship. Yeah, I just want you to. I make just want me you. Yeah, I just want. Hey, I just want to feel loved, and I just want to be happy. That's. It. If you can do that, we're golden, you know. See, and that—that's so hard. It's so—it's so hard to. <laughs> it's so hard to find it. Yeah, right. And he's like—he's literally saying, "I will do anything for you if you say yes. You'll make me the happiest guy ever." It's like, okay. <laughs> In that moment, I'm like, yeah, yeah, check, please. Uh, Matsumo's fine. Yeah, especially after everything she just went through with a literal asshole who's like cheating or trying to cheat on his fiance and putting her through that ringer. Matsumo's like just the just the balm she needs yeah. you know so it's just like it's like at that moment she knew everything that she wanted to do her whole life was like chosen she's like i'm gonna choose the guy who's going to love me the guy that's available you know yeah and then the movie does a montage it of does. her planning her own <laughs> no it's it's that one song because i wrote it down Which one? it's like it's just saying how can i play uh, that's that, that's when she's actually at the courthouse though, no, about to get get like, married. No, but. and that's also like she's picking out her her wedding dress. She's getting her thing on. I, yeah, I was but I mean, because like, the thing is, is that she she goes like they. You see the montage. She signs the agreement, so she gets partner right yeah. at the thing. The the wedding's about to go through. She's at the wedding. She's like, I don't need to fucking be here. She takes off her utility belt and passes it on to her friend. To Judy yeah, because she just wants to, to get out of there. She's oh, done. Yeah. She's she's fulfilled. She checked out her bare minimum. She's got her position. She's out. Yeah. <laughs> you know? She's like, I don't even want the commission. No, I'm gonna want, give it to yeah, my friend. I don't want anything from this. I, this was shit. I'm finally free. You know. And she goes to the courthouse to go get. De- definitely Friday vibes. Mm-hmm. She had Friday vibes. I don't know. What you know when oh, you're at work yeah, and you're like, it's Friday. Out. Friday. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then she goes to the courthouse. She has a very simple dress. Mm-hmm. Like, a very classic veil. 
Yeah, but the one thing that really bothered me is that when she's, like, getting ready to get married Mm -hmm. and, I mean, well, I'm jumping ahead, honestly. We, like, Steve and Fran's marriage does not go through. No, so, like, J-Lo books it to go to um, her own wedding. Her own wedding, right? And then... um, Because, you know, it has to be on the same day. Well, yeah, because I feel like she feels like if she doesn't do it then, she's never going to do it. Right, like that—that's her—that's her her jump in the broom moment. You know, this is it. This is what I'm gonna do. Maybe she should have done it the day before. (sighs) You know, maybe she should have done it the day before, but that's not romantic comedy. Yeah, (laughs) it needs to—it needs to fill the system. (laughs) There is a slot in every romantic comedy. There's a a formula that we need to be following, and that would be outside of the formula. Yeah, right. It has to be on the same day. Okay. It's goddamn day. So Matthew McConaughey goes in to see uh, Fran. Fran and before the wedding, while she's in her dress and yeah, yeah. But the thing is, is that I super appreciate what he does there because I feel like before getting married, you know, before like they haven't signed the, the marriage certificate, they haven't done anything yet. I wanna, I wanna see that person before we start the ceremony. I'm gonna be like, are you in this? you're in this we're doing this but if you're not in this i don't want to do this because this is our last shot this is the last chance it's now or never i I need that moment because if we can't pass that moment we would have never succeeded he honestly i feel like he's just passing the book he he was he was honestly just being like i'll do it if you're gonna do it but if you don't want to do it then let's not do it like it's he didn't want to get married okay i believe i believe that his character he was trying to get her to say that she didn't want to get Look, I, I totally see where, where that comes from, but I think that from, like, if I was Matthew McConaughey and I have to be this character, I think the mental gymnastics that that character is telling themselves is true in that moment. He's looking at her, he's like, look, like, this, this you are a good option. You are a stable option. You're beautiful. Like, you're, you're rich. Like, there's all this stuff. Like, we can get married today. If you want to do this, I mean, all the shit that I've just done, I will marry you right here and right now if you want to do this. But if there's a possibility that you don't, just the slightest possibility that you don't, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But it's like... How can the other person say yes because, when when brought that option? Because that is standard love. That's 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 like normal what everyday people have love. That's not the fairy tale love is the J Lo love. You know, it's like kinda like in Twilight. The Edward love is the fairy tale love, the Jacob love is supposed to be the real love, you know? Yeah. So she is the real thing. He will be happy with her. I mean for a time. Before he like needs to sow his oats or some or bullshit. Like, kill himself yeah but like on paper she's perfect yeah but she's not everything for him yeah he's not like the she's she's not the color in his world but she's good she's stable she's better than what most other people will ever get in their life i just don't ever want to hear somebody tell me that yeah but i mean that's that's like what that's what people look for when they're dating that they want that the good on paper person yeah anybody Oh, I'd be like, I'm not marrying someone because they're good on paper. Like, I'm marrying them because I love them. But I mean, realistically, though, it's love is real. Like, <laughs> it's real. J Lo love is real. It's like, wait, it, when you know, you know. Like, yeah. and he didn't know, so it wasn't. Yeah, but right. if he had never met J Lo, he would have never even had those 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 qualms. He would never had qualms, babe. No qualms. No qualms. Maybe, maybe, but maybe not. Uh, so Mary's getting married. Yeah, Mary's getting married. And 
Fran and Steve are not. <laughs> yeah, right. So so Steve, so basically Fran's like, yeah, I don't really want to get married to you. I had cold feet earlier. I should have trusted my gut. Yeah, instead of listening to a crying J-Lo. <laughs> right. A super crying J-Lo. <laughs> Saying that just when did we drift apart and mm. what happened to us and blah 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 but you could you could tell that they had very they had a lot of like friend vibes at the end they did they had they had friend vibes but also remember she would say shit like she didn't like how he hiked up his leg after he ate too much but then it's like what's happening with your leg well i think that maybe when he eats things that are really really salty maybe he gets like swollen feet so oh, on one side his, well like maybe one of his feet gets more swollen than the other so he hikes up the pant leg so it doesn't get too tight only one side maybe you don't know. People got issues. <laughs> That's true. People do got issues. People got issues. Everybody's different. That's so. true. Yeah, I mean, she didn't like those things about him. But, I mean, there's things like that in everybody that people just don't really like. And she'd been with him forever, right? Since true. college. And she only named, like, three things. I feel like since college, that's, like, ten years together. Like, and you still only annoyed by three things? Yeah, but, I mean, those are three things that she's never going to get over. She's been with him this long, and there's still three things that she abs- that would be deal breakers if she met them with anybody else in the future. That's true. <laughs> like, like it's kind of like a, a base incompa- incompatibility, but you'd still be like semi happy. You'd be happier than a lot of people are on this earth mm. if if you say yes to this person. It's like accepting a B when you know that there's an A plus out there. But because you're scared that if you... You won't find that A+. You won't ever get that A+, and you're going to end up with, like, a D or a C. Mm. Or God forbid an F. Eh, I I feel like don't settle. (laughs) You will get your A+, if you wait for it. Or go go look for it. Like, just do you. You do you, and your A+, will come to you. But of all the people on on this planet, I mean, people are dying every day of car accidents, of COVID. Look at that. An asteroid could hit the world tomorrow. There are people, or if they die, literally today, so many regrets, so many things that they didn't do will never have been accomplished. They will, there, there's people who have died, obviously, single. There's, yeah. Yeah, like most people who are, like, murdered. That's just, their, <laughs> that's just your journey. Yeah, Go. but that's, that's what, that means that there are some people who will never have that love. There are people they weren't in this meant world. to. They weren't, me- they weren't meant to. Something else will happen later on, down How, the line. What if that person's life just never, it just never happened? They just got dealt a shit hand, died in a car accident when they were, like, 18, 19? Half- their afterlife is going to be bomb. It's going to be banging. <laughs> Some people don't believe in an afterlife. Nah, it's all the good place. <laughs> They're going to have lifetimes to be together. I'm just saying, not everybody like gets... El- like Eleanor and Chidi, where they find each other after. It's that whole, is it better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all thing. It's like, well, yeah, because at least then you got to experience love at some point in your Well, life. yeah, you got to be open, but, like, you can't, you can't just settle knowing that it's not right. But most people do. Yeah. Because they're not going to get any better. But... Well, yeah, the majority of people suck, so the majority of people... <laughs> yeah, it, it averages out. Yeah, right? You just hope that the people that suck get paired off together. I, I guess that the one thing that really bothers me, though, about Mary's... Her own, like, marriage and then surprise, not marriage, mm-hmm. <laughs> is the fact that she didn't... She doesn't even get to make decisions for herself. When it it's like not she she wasn't even the one the catalyst to not 
get married once she had already made once she had already decided oh you mean it was like, everyone else around her all the first her dad and the the random old black guy and then the old white lady like and then they were like oh thank god someone said something and it's like oh y'all pushed her to do this like and now she, now when she's made their decision and she's stuck her heels in like now you guys are like no let's, we've decided I, it isn't right for you i think that's the plight of every busybody they want, they want to tell them what they can and can't do. They want to be a part of the life. They want to live vicariously through this young girl who's about to get married. And then they're seeing that this young girl is about to get married. And they're like, oh, she listened to us. Yeah. Oh, no, she listened to us. Maybe. Like, that's that's what happens to every busybody. But then she doesn't get married because, you know, they told her not to get well, married after they told her to get the married. gave the most heartbreaking speech in front of the person that she's about to get married to. Like, how would you feel being Massimo in that second? You are Steve. You are the one. I'm not the one. You are the one. <laughs> Stupid Italian accent. It's French. I don't know. <laughs> no, but that's the whole thing. It's like he's sitting there, and yeah, English may not be his first language, character-wise, but he understands when she's saying love's not love's not some fairy tale. You don't get everything you want. You really want somebody to talk about you like that? No. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That is exactly why I said with Steve. <laughs> And Fran, like, that, I don't want someone telling me, you're pretty good. I'll get married if you want to get married. Yeah, but that's, but that's the thing. They're all, they, everybody in her family, including Massimo, were all being busybodies, all telling her what she should be feeling in mm-hmm. that moment. And then they told her, you shouldn't want to get married now. Yeah, because, because it's, we, that, it's that last second. We know second, what's best for you. It's that last second guilt of if she's doing this because we told her to, not because she wants to. <laughs> it's that, that last second guilt of, of a busybody. It's like, oh, no, she's actually going to listen. It's like, again, it's like they made the decision for her. Exactly. So if anything goes wrong, they're the ones to blame. If she has an unhappy life, it's on all of them. It's still on all of them because then they told her not to do it. Well, I mean, telling her not to do it's the busybody backing out. (laughs) And then be like, nope. (laughs) Exactly, right? I'm I'm washing my hands of this. I don't want to be the reason why she's unhappy. You know, especially when you're getting bad vibes. So there's, yeah. I think that's the whole thing. So she ends up not getting married. But she was also like, I feel like J-Lo went through the ringer in this movie. You know? Yeah. I mean, it, it was tough. In general, I didn't realize it was so fraught to be a wedding planner. Yeah. But honestly, she didn't have to be a wedding planner. The fact that she was a wedding planner gave her... Access to the bride and the groom. Access to the bride and the groom forced a lot of the angst, which, you know, we all like to eat up. Like, mm-hmm. nom, 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 nom. <laughs> also pretty surroundings. Yeah, yeah. And the beautiful pseudo dates, you know, because they're not real dates. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just going flower Excuses. picking for the for the wedding. And they're, they're looking at statues with tiny penises yeah, that, for the wedding. That Matthew McConaughey gets stuck to. Mm-hmm. But honestly, that's exactly how I would react. I, like, like how Matthew McConaughey reacts in that situation is how I would react in that situation. Yeah. But, but honestly, I don't think that that guard would have kicked them out or anything because the people who can afford to buy those statues wouldn't give a shit if they broke one. Yeah. The type of privileged person that we're dealing with in this movie. Who, who buys a statue who, for, a, for an a, event. For a temporary wedding in the park. Yeah. They had to build everything and break it all down. Like, one... one foam statue or whatever because it falls over way too easily for it to be like pure ass cement you know yeah it's and if it was cement that he would have crushed matthew mcconaughey i know i know he's super buff but it would have legit crushed him from the weight yeah so it's like you know that they're not like they're not the real statues they're just looking like it so having the penis pop off it's like you're gonna have to pay for the statue that's about it 
That's what I see. A lot of this movie is just rich people privilege. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Super, super rich people. Super white. Super male. So a lot of ma- like masculine toxicity. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. You know what bugged me? Hmm. That scene with him and Massimo on the back of his scooter with the just married thing going through the gay pride parade. Yeah. That bugged me. Because it's like they're treating it like a joke. Yeah, it's a joke. It was a joke to them. I mean, the only, the only I think, respite for that scene is the fact that neither Massimo or McConaughey gave off vibes that it was, like, wrong or mm-hmm. bad. Like, yeah. no, a lot of the time, like, with friends, you know, with Chandler and Joey and oh, Ross, they're super homophobic. Oh, yeah, and they'll, they'll like, check each other. Yeah, for, and they'll be like, I don't want to look gay or appear gay. Yeah, or, like, when, when Ben wanted that Barbie doll and he goes, no, G.I. Joe. Yeah. Yeah, like, which, that, that whole stupid toxicity shit. Yeah, so, but there wasn't really anything. They didn't care what people thought, really, when they yeah, were Yeah, but it was parade. still presented as, ah, isn't this funny? It's because he's wearing the bridal helmet. Yeah, and it which, says just made. why not? His curls look amazing right. in it with that veil. <laughs> right. And they're in San Francisco. I would have been so mad because honestly, did he was he planning on having J Lo on that scooter? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think no. I mean, I think that's kind of I think it's kind of cute. It is. It her is Massimo, cute. It's but J Lo's so type A. She is. She but, would. No, she would never have gone home on her, that scooter. No, she would have walked home. Yeah, <laughs> she, she called a taxi. Like I'm not going on that. Scooter. She vacuums her curtains. She does. She vacuums her curtains. It's so fucking weird. She's she's super uptight. So it's just like. Mm. Uh, we I found a GQ interview with uh, Jennifer Lopez where she broke down her most famous characters, mm-hmm. and one of them was from Wedding Planner, and she said that she wanted her to be super stuck up, like super like type A personality when she was doing it. So it's like a uh, and what there was like a another one where she was talking about how she was actually following around wedding planners, and then there was one that would like write little hearts and little notes and like do little cute things like that, and she thought that was adorable. So she like based the character around it. That's cute, right? I actually saw something where it was a bunch of, like, wedding planner horror stories. What? <laughs> yeah, just because I was looking for behind the scenes and could not find anything. Yeah, well, that's what, because uh, we found, like, an entertainment, like, tonight, Which 19 was, years later. like, nothing. Nothing was on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then that's when I found the GQ one where it's, like, J-Lo breaks down her most iconic roles. And I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> no, nah, instead I was like, I just want to see what happened, like, what awful shit happened to different wedding planners. <laughs> From, like, pretty much the in-laws buying flowers a whole different color than the color scheme that the bride wanted and told told the planner, oh, no, I want yellow. And then the bride calling saying, like, no, you can't have yellow. The whole thing is violet. Like, I don't want yellow. And then they're like, don't worry, we're not going to listen to your mother-in-law. Like, this is your wedding. You're paying for it. And then the day of the wedding, yellow flowers show up from a different vendor. Tons and tons of yellow flowers. And I was like, dang, that sucks. And then that another story about um, the groom not trying on his suit once he picked it up from the, uh, from the tailor. Like, literally didn't tr- try it on until the wedding day and realized on the wedding day it was the wrong suit because it didn't fit. Wow. And then they had to scramble, go find him another suit. What about suit. the dress rehearsal? There's always a dress rehearsal. I guess that they didn't have one. It was until the wedding. They're like, you didn't try on your suit? Like, you didn't? And he's like, no. <sighs> like, you didn't notice that this is a different color? <laughs> to be fair. Dude. But then when they took him to the mall to find him some, a replacement suit, he was so particular. And they were like, we do not have plan- We do not have time. Like, your wedding is, like, in less than an hour. Like, no one's looking at you. Maybe <laughs> he shouldn't have gotten married. Mm. 
Very true. Very Maybe true. that was his cry for help. Yeah. Like, like, like none of these suits are right. None of these suits are right. True. Like I wanted pink. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, that was that was the wedding planner. Yeah. Was, it's tough life. It is a tough life. Yes. Go watch it. Such a good movie. See. Jayla's the best. What was your favorite part? Probably that song. <laughs> Just hearing. I didn't even know who was singing it, but it kind of sounded like a Britney mimic, you know? Where it was like, how can I plan on forever? Really? Yeah, like, I was just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> it made me cry. Like, uh, Honestly, I, th- I thought the music in the movie was so dated. It was it so nostalgic. It made me, like, just get okay, chills. There's, there's a fine line between dated and nostalgic. I heard it, and I was like, ah, 90. And I was like, ah, 90. I miss the 90. Yeah, I mean, it kind of took me out of some of the scenes when that, like, do, 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 came in, and you're like, oh, shit. Here comes the 90s ballad. You know, but then I'll, then right at the end when the when the credits roll in, my love don't cost a thing. Pulls up, you're like, ooh. And then it goes to the end with like fairy tale writing, and I was like, aww. Yeah, it kind of is a fairy tale, but it's not. But it's horrible. <laughs> I hope I that mean, none of this happens they, to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's horrible to Fran, but I mean I think it's pretty standard because that's how people act, you know. Mm. And the thing is, is, if you want to be friends with somebody of the opposite sex, people are going to get the wrong idea all the time. Mm. Especially if you have a flirty personality. Yeah, stop being, stop flirting. Stop, stop being flirty. Some people have a naturally flirty personality, uh-huh. and it gets taken the wrong way sometimes. Okay? I'm just saying. Just saying. You're like, no one's judging here. No one's just, judging. Just uh, stop flirting with other people's mains. <laughs> <laughs> it's not flirting. It's called good customer service. Thank you very much. Yeah, we, I hear you do give real good customer service. <laughs> yeah, I give the best customer service. Yeah, I do. This is about J-Lo. <laughs> we're not going to detract. Cheese man. Yeah, we're, we're not going to detract from that. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, well, it's it's definitely one of my favorites. And even though we totally disagree on whether or not these people are shit. Well, that's the thing. I don't think that J-Lo's shit. I think that Matthew McConaughey is just a dude that's confused. And I think that Fran's just put in a bad situation. But she doesn't come across as the villain. I don't get where you get I, that from. I thought she was the villain for years. Like, she totally, like, a, like a very, very much, like, businesswoman Barbie, like, trying to, like, get in between them and trying to fake be her friend. Like, for the longest time, that's how I viewed her until this last viewing that I had. And I was like... Fran's cool. Fran's yeah, really sounds, cool. That sounds like a you nah, issue. Nah, it's the patriarchy. A... I'm blaming the patriarchy. <laughs> that sounds like a you issue. Like turning think... women against each other. That's what's happening. Mm. That's what happened. Mm. Did they? Mm. Did they really though? Yes, because it's embedded. <laughs> <laughs> our all of our own. We have our own misogyny that we all need to unpack. And that was, I felt like something that I needed to unpack. Nah. Yeah. Nah. I never really. Uh, 
I never really saw it like that. So like, and then and then I remember you saying, "Oh, seeing it now, all all these people are shit." So I sit down to watch it, and I literally turned to mom while we're watching. It, and I was like, "Oh, we're about to have words," because <laughs> these these people aren't shit. They're just people. They're flawed individuals. Yeah. That's all they are. They all suck, and they yeah. And the whole thing is that the movie Karma's a bitch. The movie is is telling you not to give up on fairy tale love. I feel like that's what the whole point of it is. It's it's like yeah, you could settle for normie love, but who wants to do that when there's J Lo? Well, it's it, I feel like you could have done all of that without trying to also hold on to your regular love at the same time. Like, trying to keep your options open is, like, the worst thing. But you need the chisme (laughs) for the romantic comedy. You can't have romantic comedy without it. Yeah, that's that's the part where they lose me, where it's just, like, where they all all suck. (laughs) I mean... They're people. Mm-hmm. People suck. People are flawed. <laughs> the wedding planner. People suck. <laughs> people. <laughs> wedding planner. They're not that bad. <laughs> Sometimes you'll get a J Lo. <laughs> but I, I, I like. I really understood where her character was coming from. Where his character was no, coming from. No, but even like talking to you about it, I've I've gotten a little more empathy for everybody. Yeah. But I'm. I still, still feel salty. like nobody, nobody went about it Maybe the right way. Maybe because you're identifying with Fran. <laughs> you identify yes. hard with Fran. And you're like, these bitches. These bitches. <laughs> these bitches. For, no loyalty. <laughs> for real. These bitches throwing out the colorful M&Ms. Like, what the hell? I know, right? Those are the best M&Ms. No one eats the fucking brown ones. <laughs> no, one, no one likes the brown M&Ms. No one likes the brown M&Ms. No one likes the brown M&Ms. That sounds racist. <laughs> yeah, well, you're, you're, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we do love brown M and M's. So, Jackson, what are you lucky? <laughs> well, that was quick. Yeah, I mean, I gotta ask you first. <laughs> Mine's actually not necessarily a likey because I have not tried it yet, but more of a curiousy. A curiousy. Yeah, a curiousy. Because okay. I'm more curious about it, but since I'm a broke ass bitch, I can't get it, so can't likey it because I don't know. Okay. <laughs> and I saw these weighted blankets. You reminded me. Oh, weighted blankets. And they're so expensive. They are. And I'm like, we sell weighted blankets. Is it so comfortable, like, and soothing to have a weight on you as a blanket? No, the reason why it's so expensive is because of the weights in the blanket. So it's going to cost more to ship and everything because of how heavy it is, mm-hmm. you know. And that means that it's going to have a lot more material put into it than, like, a normal blanket. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, I don't really like weighted blankets. Well, you also are claustrophobic, so I don't think that'll Cleathrophobic. work. Cleathrophobic. 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 <laughs> but it, I don't know. I'm very curious about how it would feel underneath a blanket that weighs me down. Um, it's all right. And I saw this one brand that doesn't actually put weights in the blanket. What they do is that their their just, material you, you is nail woven. The blanket down around you and it just pushes no, it's a, it's made out of a really dense woven soft material. That's uh. so it's like braided, and that's where the, the it gets it the weight from is the way that the blanket's braided. You want to you want to know what a weighted blanket feels like? Huh. If you go underneath your your comforter and then somebody imagine like laying underneath your comforter, right? Somebody throws a towel on you. And then the laundry finishes, so they toss all the laundry on top of you. And then, uh, like, let's just say for, for shits and giggles that you also had, you washed, like, one of your faux fur blankets that day, and they just put that on top. So that feeling of that, that light pressure spread throughout your body, that's what it's like. 
I think I would fall asleep immediately. Yeah, most people do. <laughs> most people aren't like me and go, I need to be free, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so. I know my, my boyfriend kicks up the corners of the bed because he cannot handle it being tucked in. Yeah. And I'm like, I tucked it in. <laughs> yeah, so. I like it to be tucked in and I like to be taut because it needs, I like that pressure with my feet. I like, I like that crisp feeling of yeah. a made bed. Really? And then he's like, Kicking it up, <laughs> but like George status in in on Seinfeld where he's just kicking it, trying to get it up. <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes your feet just need to be free. You just <sighs> need to be free, babe. <laughs> just uh, I want. I'm, now I'm really curious, but these weighted blankets are fucking expensive. Oh, they're so expensive. Let me know if you or you know what I can probably grab one for you, for you from work. You know, employee discount. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so what do you like, you squee? Mm, that's a loaded question. What is it about life that we don't like? Oh my god. <laughs> you had all of my likey to think of a likey. I know, but the thing is, I'm scared I'm going to do a likey we've already done before. No one cares. I care. No. I don't want to do another likey. Um, no, because if you still likey it, then that's like a double endorsement likey. Mm. It gets like extra stars. You know what? Uh, I like E. Crunchyroll. That's what I'm going to do. Hi, <laughs> anime. What's up? What's up? What's up? Yeah. Is that a platform? Yeah. Crunchyroll is an anime streaming service. I... Yeah. And I've been uh, watching a lot of shows on it, like Jujutsu Kaisen. You're so good, right? Oh, Attack on Titan came back, but Ooh. it's just in Japanese. So I got to wait for the dub. Yeah. Because, see, Jackson doesn't watch anime, but she watches Attack on Titan. <laughs> so it's uh, done by a new production company this time around, though. So, so is the animation going to be a little different? It's going to be slightly different, but from what I've heard from people talking about the first episode, because at this time only the first episode's been released, it's not bad at all. It didn't take a dip in quality. That's good. Yeah, but this is the point in the anime now when you were asking me when I was reading the manga, when I told you it was getting super weird. Uh-huh. This it's is where getting we're at. weird. It's getting super weird. But then the thing it is, is that... It was already super weird. Yeah, but the, the, uh, it M. Night Shyamalan's you. So there's a moment when all of a sudden everything clicks, and then you're like, this was amazing! It wasn't weird! So it's like... But there was a plan! Yeah, there was a, there was plot! So, like, there's there's people who are anime-onlys at, at work, and they're like, yeah, it's so weird, and I don't really understand what's happening and all this stuff, and I'm like... Just wait. Mm. <laughs> You're sitting there like, it's gonna get good. It's gonna get good, right? So, yeah. So that's airing now, but it's not the dub for you. It's still subbed. But I'll let you know once the dubs start dropping. So that's when I like it. If you like anime, <laughs> anime, anime. If you like the animes, uh, Crunchyroll, Funimation, Verve, all things that I high dive. All anime podcast or all anime streaming services. So that's all I'm gonna choose. Nice. Yeah, anime. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another You Don't Make Friends with Giant Squids podcast. I'm Squid. And I'm Jackson. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. It's Squid. Congratulations on reaching the end of the video. I just wanted to thank our patrons for supporting us this month. If you want to become a patron or if you want to find out more information about future updates or past projects, please follow the links below. If you enjoyed this video, please like, comment, and subscribe. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you all in the next one. Later.